St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews 1 10 14, 2 1 3. In the beginning, thou, Lord, didst found the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of thy hands, they will perish, but thou remainest, they will all grow old like a garment, like a mantle thou wilt roll them up, and they will be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years will never end. But to what angel has he ever said, Sit at my right hand, till I make thy enemies a stool for thy feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to serve, for the sake of those who are to obtain salvation? Therefore we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For if the message declared by angels was valid and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard Him. When reading this passage it is important to remember context. Paul is writing to the church in Jerusalem, made up of mostly Jewish converts. As one reads the letter to the Hebrews, the Jewish worldview is very apparent. Elsewhere, Paul speaks of being all things to all men and that mindset is radically shown here. Paul often refers to very Jewish things to give these new believers an understanding of Jesus Christ. Paul begins this passage by an appeal to the creation story and its source in God. When reading the description that follows, it would be easy to see this as a description of the apocalyptic end of the world. But that is not what is going on here. It is when we read this passage in the context of the Gospel reading that the idea of renewal is revealed. In Mark 2 1-12, we read. At that time, Jesus entered Capernaum and it was reported that He was at home. And many were gathered together, so that there was no longer room for them, not even about the door, and He was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to Him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near Him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above Him, and when they had made an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, He said to the paralytic, My son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak thus? It is a blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in His Spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question thus in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your pallet and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins He said to the paralytic I say to you, Rise, take up your pallet and go home. And He rose, and immediately took up the pallet and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. This story takes place during Jesus' ministry as He is traveling around Israel, preaching the gospel and healing the sick. As Jesus heals the paralytic, what takes place is renewal, not replacement. The man who was healed is still the same man but instead of sickness and paralysis, he is renewed and made whole. When Jesus heals him, he applies his focus on the root of the problem, that is, sin. This is not to suggest that the man was a paralytic because of personal sin but that the domination of sin and death over all of mankind is manifested in this man as paralysis. Jesus does not merely forgive the man's sins and then send him on his way, still paralyzed. He forgives his sins and then heals his physical body which is exactly what takes place in the Incarnation and Resurrection. Jesus did not merely forgive our sins, in some sort of judicial sense. He took the penalty for our sins and then restored all of creation. Returning then to the Epistle reading, the whole purpose of the Incarnation is restoration. With Adam's sin, all of mankind became the slaves of sin and death and that fallen state impacted all of creation. The solution to that problem was not utter destruction and a new creation, it is Jesus becoming fully human and restoring fallen creation back into a right relationship with God. 
So with the description we read in this passage from Hebrews, God is not destroying the old world and making an entirely new one, He is, through Jesus Christ, destroying the power of death and restoring fallen creation. The idea of metaphor is seen time and again in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Especially for a Jewish audience, this message of renewal would have been clearly understood. For the Jewish believer, being part of the people of God, in the promised land, worshipping God in spirit and in truth, did not mean that the details of the Old Covenant would continue but that the Old Covenant would be fulfilled and replaced by the New Covenant. The relationship between God and man restored. In these two passages, we see Paul and Jesus telling the same story but because Paul came into the church after the establishment of the New Covenant and Jesus, obviously, began his ministry as the means to fulfill the Old Covenant and the establish the New Covenant, Paul's perspective and growth will be different. Paul declares what Jesus has declared and accomplished and urges us to not forget what has taken place. This is especially important for a Jewish audience, as the Jews would be inclined to hold on to the rules and regulations of the Old Covenant. Paul clearly points out the structure of the Old Covenant, instruction given by angels and the establishment of the New Covenant, with Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father and then asks his audience the rhetorical question, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? The Jews had the Old Covenant by which they were called to live. If they were faithful in that covenant, they could expect the blessings of that covenant. But now, we as the body of Christ, live in the new covenant and for faithfulness can expect the blessings of this covenant. So Paul is asking, if those under the old covenant had that sort of instruction and guidance and received those blessings for obedience, how can we, in such a vastly superior covenant neglect the amazing work that Jesus has accomplished for us? This is about response to renewal. Paul's audience fully understood the way the Old Covenant worked and what they could expect for obedience or disobedience. Paul builds on that and shows how we are now in the New Covenant and we have, 1, no excuse for neglecting the blessing of a restored relationship with God and 2, this covenant is vastly superior. The Gospel message is clearly declared by Jesus Christ, by His Apostles and by the Church. We must be certain that we respond with faithfulness and thankfulness.